Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I am your host, Matt, joined today by Andy at Andy B Plays. How is it going, man? Man, I am so excited to be here. So it's going pretty great. For those who don't know, you and I have been on another podcast before. You were yes. on one of my older ones, but I have been a longtime fan of yours for a long time. So this is really, really cool to finally be on one of your you know, yeah. pieces of content. Sweet. Let's go, man. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we talk a lot on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I, uh, box trick for me, it's always, it's kind of seasonal. I feel like I just, mm-hmm. it's like always around like Portland retro gaming expo, which is coming up is always yep. back when I like, I get, I get so super hammered into it. Cause I get caught up with so many other things. Um, so yeah, very excited to have you on. And we're going to do an RPG chat. So like normal, I've done a handful of these episodes before. We're each got three RPGs we're going to talk about. Um, I will go first, uh, just since it's your first time on here. So just, mm-hmm. you know, let's break the ice here. Okay, so the first game I am going to talk about is a game that I've recently been replaying because I bought a Switch OLED. And let me yes. tell you. The Switch OLED is the biggest game changer in the world. Yeah. In the world of gaming and especially RPGs because it has basically every great RPG is on Switch or is coming to Switch. I mean, Skyrim's on there. Final Fantasy VII is on there. Grandia 2 is on there. I just bought Legend of Mana. Mm -hmm. Haven't dove into it yet. I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm -hmm. Absolutely falling in love with that. Of course, Fire Emblem Three Houses is one of my favorites as well. But... Um, a game that came out a few years ago, I actually bought on Wii U, uh, just cause okay. I had like a credit or something. And then I actually rebought it for PlayStation four because I wanted to earn all the trophies. Of course. Of I, course. I bought again, um, when I had my regular switch, but, I but I was like, you know what? It's just set there in my library. But now that I have the switch OLED, it's just causing me to go back and play games. I'm like, what game would look really good on here? Oh, and yeah. So uh, this game came out around 2015, and it's Child of Light. Man. Oh, man. Uh, a Ubisoft Montreal 
uh, RPG. It's very short. It's only about 10 hours. And sort of the cool thing about this game was that it's kind of a children's story, I guess, in a way. Everything rhymes. And it just has this very, very unique art style that reminds me of those old school sort of children's books mm-hmm. right oh you yeah know? for sure um or like think think sort of think sort of like late 80s early 90s disney uh sort of cartoons like the lord of the rings mm-hmm. movie like the red wall and some of those things mm-hmm. that's like yep. the art sort of inspiration for this game and it has an amazing soundtrack that is honestly like a single piano pretty much it's like a single mm-hmm. piano and a violin and the game's only about 10 hours and the very the best thing about it is it rhymes like the whole game rhymes oh. it's uh very 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 interesting you play as aurora and it's also this sort of like alternate history uh sort of uh thing going on to it it's the um you play as aurora you play up in lemuria right but there's like this sort of like war going on right and it's sort of like you're inside this sort of dream world right it's like you're in it's 1985 you're in austria (laughs) yeah it's crazy i know right (laughs) that's like prussian that's like still prussian right yeah (laughs) yeah like germany yet uh she's born to a duke who rules over this sort of kingdom and he gets sick and essentially he is sort of dying and you have to go on this on this quest and well really i I, or sorry he's not dying excuse me uh you're sort of dying and so you're in this sort of like dream world and you end up going over this huge sort of like children's quest like i guess yeah children's story quest is how i would sort of um describe and you meet a handful of characters along the way the battle system is an active time system and you can kick so you see have like a you have a bar at the bottom it's you know turn-based but it's active and when you you have like triggers so as the battle progresses you'll enter like a little zone and you can attack somebody and knock them out of the zone. Grandia okay. 2, Grandia 2 had a very similar battle system to that in certain in terms of sort of the time gauge uh for anybody who's familiar with that. But the game it's just absolutely phenomenal and it's so short. It's only like 10 hours, so it's a very Love that. Easy pick up and play. Yeah, especially as we live in this world now where it's like I'm in Xenoblade Chronicles. I have yeah. 30 hours oh man you're a lot i mean i mean like and i'm in like chapter three so (laughs) it's like some of these games now are just so large and then there's just so many great games coming out and you know as we're getting older you have more Mm -hmm. things going on it's just harder and harder to find time so yes it is an excellent excellent game for me so that i can always go back and dive into it so andy are you familiar with this game so yes and no. I got it on the PS4 when it uh, first came out as well in 2015, which feels so long ago now. I like know. I, it's right. weird. It's crazy. When you sit down and you look at the timeline. It's like 2015. That feels like it was yesterday, but no, it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I, I also played a little bit of it on the PS4. I didn't beat it. Um, I didn't even realize that everything in the game was rhyming. That's actually really interesting. It really shows how much I truly paid attention, I guess, back then. But no, this game sounds amazing. It sounds awesome. And I, I'm sure on 
that switch OLED screen. It's just phenomenal. Oh, it's just, yeah, it is just, it is such, it is such a gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous game. Yeah, I know. I, I first played it on Wii U oddly and and then um i ended up getting it for for playstation 4 but it it obviously came out on playstation 4 and Mm -hmm. xbox uh guess what xbox one right you know that's the 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 xboxing naming the xbox naming is always the one that sort of throws me off so i'll throw some gameplay footage up uh up here as well but yeah yeah so you can see that sort of that time gauge oh yeah See, I think I played it actually on Xbox. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it was on the P- on the PlayStation Four. I believe I played mine on Xbox. But um, was it a uh, is it is it on Game Pass right now as well? Oh, I don't know about that. It very okay. well, it, it very it very well could be. It's okay. sometimes bundled mm-hmm. with um, not Vagrant Story. It was like Valiant Hearts or something. Okay. It was another Ubisoft game that used a very similar art style. That was about like World War One or something. Okay. Uh, but they sometimes bundle those uh, those those games together. Right you on. there's a lot of um the there's a every character has a, has their own skill tree. You pretty much always have to have Aurora in your party and then you get a, it's basically it's always a party of two and there's a lot of different character classes you can the game is relatively simple it's not that it's really not that really not that difficult at all so you can kind of pick which character you want but they all do sort of play very differently and they all have their strengths um strengths and and weaknesses the story i feel like is because it's only 10 hours it actually really sort of gets to develop itself the world itself is a, not entirely Metroidvania and that you'll do some backtracking once you unlock some new sort of abilities or things. There's a there's a good amount of secrets and there is also a new game plus. OK, so, yeah, so definitely worth uh, replaying. There was a little bit of DLC, which I think added another character. Um, so I can find some gameplay footage of just like running around. This is mostly all. uh thing but yeah so you know it's just the the it's a very very unique art style in in this game yeah i could see like based on what i'm seeing right now i looking at this yeah that oled screen oh man oh my god it looks it was like one of the first things i booted up Mm -hmm. um when i got the when i i got the oled because i got it recently and i was like oh my god hold on i gotta i gotta go see what this looks like yeah and there's just because there's just so many blacks and the color palette Mm -hmm. with that high saturation of the switch oled but that's not to say it doesn't look fantastic on its own i mean i played it on the wii u and i think i sometimes used the gamepad uh for it right i think it also came out on vita and it's actually a game that does in a way sort of benefit from a touchscreen if you are able to play it you have this little floating orb uh that mm-hmm. sort of follows you around and you can use it in battle it's one of the okay. really sort of cool things about it is so the battles are sort of normal thing but you can use that that little orb that's floating around and following you and you can like put it on your character to heal you and there's like sort of things you can find on the map or you can use it to like put it on another character on an enemy character and slow it down so yeah. that's like another aspect that you can use during battle and it's just kind of a it's just a unique experience and because it's so short i highly highly recommend 
uh, this game. It's probably pretty cheap now on the OLED, right? Or I mean, on the Switch. Yeah, and I think I think you know you can get it on Steam. It's one of those games that you find it on sale. You can probably get it for like five bucks. I think I bought it. I think like standard, it's probably fifteen. Yeah. Um. If you, but I'm sure you you can sort of wait to find it on uh, find it on on sale. Yeah. I wonder. I'm I'm sure it probably is, but I wonder if it has a um physical copy for the Switch. I'm gonna look that up actually. Oh, maybe. I again. I think it if it, it's sometimes bundled with another Ubisoft game. I think it's called like I want to say like Valiant Hearts. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. I can look. I can look that up as well. There was there was a sequel that was potentially planned. Um, and then they were sort of asked about it in like 2019. Yeah, it's still in development, and then nothing's ever. Yeah, nothing's nothing's ever come from it. The soundtrack's kind of unique. It was done by this French Canadian artist. Um, I can I can uh, I have her name here uh, somewhere. It's but um, she does the. I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's you know French Canadian Cure yeah. de Pirate. I think I, awesome. yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Right? You know, <laughs> uh, she's from Quebec, right? It's like that's like you know, it's like there's Canada and there's French Canada. For us Americans, that's like an entirely different you know. Part. Yeah. We're like uh, I don't even what? know what's going on over there. <laughs> but um, yeah, she she did the entire soundtrack, okay. like herself, and a lot of it's just piano. And then there's like a song she did at the end, but it's just like one. They hired some artist and she came in and did the whole thing. So pretty cool. Yeah. So I, find, by the way, did you I find did, a yes. switch a physical. I did. And it is, it comes with Valiant Hearts, the great war. Um, looks like it comes from Europe. Cause it's got the Peggy. Uh, oh yeah. Rating Instead and stuff of... like that. Yeah. Um, so it's 30 bucks. If you buy it this way which is cool because you get two games. But then if you just buy the digital copy, oh, also too, this is the ultimate edition of Child of Light. So it probably has the DLC. Right. And then yeah. the uh, the regular edition that's on the eShop for the Nintendo Switch is just 20 bucks by itself. So for the okay. extra 10 bucks, you get a whole other game plus yeah. the DLC yeah. Child of Light. So I'm picking this up. Um, I've Like I said, I played a little bit of it when it first came out, but I forgot all about this game. This 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 game looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, and on the switch on that switch OLED, man, it is crisp. It looks so good. And again, short RPGs these days are great. Game changers. Yeah. So okay. Uh Andy, what do you what do you got, man, for your first game? So my first game that I want to talk about, right? It's Final Fantasy IV, or originally Final Fantasy II in America when it was first released in 1991. This game was also the first game to introduce active time battles, which were then used for the next five games. And also, characters couldn't change classes. Apparently, this game is often regarded as one of the best games of all time, noting that it pioneered the way for dramatic storytelling in RPGs. Now, there are a lot of different versions of this game. Um, There is the Game Boy Advance version, which a lot of people really love that one. There is uh, the PSP, which is my personal favorite, and the one that we're going to be talking about for quality of life fixes and stuff like that. But there's also a terrible, dreaded, DS version. I don't have you heard about this at all. So, yeah, uh, let me let me think about this because be the DS version. This was one of the games, right? Where it's like they it's it's like they 3D'd mm-hmm. it right on the on the DS. Yeah, yep. 
And with voice acting too. So I actually, I guess I always thought that people liked that version, but that's not the case. So I, I had this. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. I had a couple of conversations before uh, when you first hit me up and we were talking about doing this episode. I reached out to a few of my friends. I'm like, man, what game should I talk about? And uh, one, a couple of them that were like, you love Final Fantasy IV. So yeah. just talk about it. I'm like, fair enough. Um, then we started discussing the fact that the DS one is just, it's it's hard. It's like, ridiculously hard for no reason like within the first maybe like once you get like established and you're going off onto your own and kind of exploring the world you can run into monsters that are over leveled and just want to ko you which aren't in the gba or the psv versions for some reason it's only in the DS version and i think it's because uh my buddy and i were talking i think the gba version was kind of more of like uh it was it was a port of the original version but it was kind of like dumbed down a little bit so then when you played the ds version people were like well we want a more you know it's we want a challenging game stuff like that and so they did that and it's very very hard for no reason and i just and the voice acting isn't that great and i mean it was cool seeing these characters in 3d and stuff like that but i just remember i i was not a fan of the ds version at all but then i ended up playing the psp version i think you're you have the ds version up right here yeah 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 i was yeah i'm sharing yeah sharing on the on the screen uh for those of you guys watching on youtube the uh yeah the 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 ds version yeah mm -hmm. which i didn't i i definitely i definitely didn't play and real quick i there also had to have been because i always have to remember which games it was on the playstation one there's like final fantasy origins anthology and chronicles was for one of the games in the in that group because origins is one and two and then i think six is like it's like six and maybe chrono trigger or it's like four and chrono trigger or something it's four and chrono trigger because i have it right here right yeah okay so right, right, right. Yeah. this is a very very good version of the game as well but um, I've always been a handheld boy, so any chance okay. I could to play it handheld, that was always my preferred version. But yes, it did. Right. It came out with Chrono Trigger, which is cool because you know I feel like this is something you don't really see that much anymore. Right. You know, like this version of the game. So it's just cool. And I actually, it's funny because I forgot that I had it until you started talking about it, and I looked yeah. behind me. I was like, oh. So then. Is the PSP version, is it a, like, is is it basically like a, a, a super port of the PlayStation version? Because I felt like there were a lot of RPGs where that was the case, where it was, you'd have a game that came, that, like, that was like an older RPG, got hit, hit the PlayStation, and then sometimes the PSP version was like that. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah, the case it, with with this yeah so it's final fantasy 4 the complete collection which comes with the like added um excuse me the added like dlc that they put out uh years later called the after years which takes place like 17 years later after the events right. of final fantasy 4 and it was published by square enix for the playstation portable and it came out in 2011 um so yeah it was like the you know complete version of the game and i think that's why it's my favorite as well because you do get that the dlc that came with it the extra you know bit. but also one of the quality of life features um and i don't know how you feel about this in rpgs but it has a speed up button so sometimes if Fine you're like 
I love that. Like Final Fantasy Nine. It's not on my list, but Final Fantasy Nine right. on the Switch, amazing yep. because you could speed yep. up that dialogue because that game is slow. Yes. And that's how I felt about this uh, on the GBA and even on the DF. But then when the PSP version came out, I had that. I played it. I was like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing and really made me fall even more in love with the game. I really like a lot of the characters. You know, like you start off with Cecil or Cecil, depending on who you're talking to. Everyone pronounces things differently. But you get all sorts of different characters. And like I mentioned before, it was the the beginning of the active time battles. So when you're sitting there waiting for your chance to attack, the enemies don't stop. They can still go at you. So it's not like it's still turn-based, but if you take too long, they will take advantage of you and they will attack you. So that is a very interesting thing, which they ended up keeping for a very long time until Final Fantasy years later eventually got rid of turn-based almost entirely and went to the more you know action RPG style. But it also made it where job classes weren't a thing because in Final Fantasy 3, um, that's what a lot of Final Fantasy 3 was, was job classes and stuff like that. And right. so in this one, you get your character. They are that class. And that's that for the entire you know rest of the game. Unless something happens to the character, which causes them to change, which I'm not going to spoil a game that's been out since you know I was a baby. But some characters do change and stuff like that. So there is some stuff going around. And also, too, it's one of the Final Fantasy games that involve the crystals. So one and two do as well. Four does, nine does as well. There's crystals in nine. You know, it's kind of like they're they're not in the same, you know, universe per se. They're all right. different games, unless it's a direct sequel. But sometimes I like to make believe that these games all kind of take place because they all feature very similar themes, you know, like the crystals, the uh, you know, earth crystal, fire crystal, water and wind and stuff like that. But I just, I love the characters. Um, I love the writing of the game. It was just one of those games that hit me, I guess, at the right time in my life and really just solidified my love of RPGs. And I need to go back and play it soon. And that's honestly something I wanted to talk about too, is why are these games not on the Switch? It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I think... I think I feel like they're coming because the, it just got right one through six just got what is like the pixel perfect yes. re, remaster or something yeah. where it released it released on steam. So I feel like it's just a matter of time because square is very has been very good to the switch. I mean, they're bringing. Oh, like, my gosh. I mean, God, I mean, right now it's like just the next like six months that last Nintendo direct we had, right. There's like the next uh, six months is nothing but square. Like yeah. it was hitting, uh, hitting, hitting the switch. I mean, Octopath two is coming out the, the dragon quest, whatever, which three, three. or something re remaking that HD 2d style. Yep. And everyone has been like pushing so hard for, you know, like I would say six and four, um, which seemed to be of the, the one through six, right? Yeah. Uh, typically, it's like there's the debate is always six or four as the yep. best, and then everyone usually has five as that. Like it's like six or four, one of the two, and then five. Although yeah. usually it's six is what everyone everyone goes with. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, typically, yeah. you know, if you but if you're you know cool, you go with four because it's better. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that version. Um, let's see here. So the PSP version, 
have are the subsequent versions better or do you believe that is still like what you would consider to be like the definitive version of four I, I think it's the definitive version i mean but to be fair i haven't played pixel remastered yet so, so right. that okay. might include you know the after years with it which it probably does uh which is it's also available on ios and android which i think is interesting so if it's available on there just put it on the switch already just give me a bundle just to put right. that out one through six is a remaster is a, you know pixel remaster on nintendo switch i'll i'll buy it but um it features 16 you know nine high resolution graphics uh it's got the same cg openings as the nintendo ds remake as well but it's got a brand new cg opening for the after years a new soundtrack which is really cool and gallery mode for viewing cg movies from uh yoshitaka amano's artwork and you know the art for most of these early final fantasy games and most final fantasy games right. are just breathtaking so being able to have that you know the 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 game on portable with the psp looking at the art watching those movies and stuff like that it's really really nice it's so yeah. yes i think the PSP is definitely the best version the, the way to go and yeah. you know i will say um because i just bought a retroid pocket three which yes, is sick i've only had it for like a little over 24 hours and it's awesome um, but I was watching videos. So the other day I was watching videos, uh, people sort of comparing like, you know, just gameplay footage and stuff like that. And cause it can play PSP games and somebody was showing, they weren't showing final fantasy. They were showing, uh, some racing game or something. Um, but they had, they had a PSP game they had a PSP running that game and they had the retroid pocket three, um, which I just, since I have it sitting here, I can show, show the camera. Right. Um, it's some very similar size to a PSP, but they had the PSP playing that and then the Retroid playing it. So you could see, look at them side by side. And I will say, and I didn't really play a lot of stuff on the PSP because yeah. I, um, this was more, I had a DS. I didn't have a PSP. Um, but there is something, and I don't know how to describe it about the PSP screen that I just really like. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. it's got this, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like the Game Boy in like you have like the glass and the screen's just a little bit behind it. And it gives it this almost like CRT yes. little bit of a little bit of a filter and it's lit and it's not it's like it is backlit. Right. But it's really got like some of the light comes in from the corners and there's just mm -hmm. something about the PSP screen that I just really like. Maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You just have yeah. to pick. You just really have to play a game on the PSP. I mean, of course, you can emulate it. You can do whatever. And a lot of PSP games there for a while, you could like buy on the Sony store and, yeah. you know, whatever. But I don't know. There is just something about the PSP screen that I just I don't know what it is. I just like it. I completely agree. It's the same thing with playing, you know, on the Game Boy Advance SP with uh, the, right. the better lighted version. Um, I always right. forget the name of it. But yeah, I completely agree with you. There's just something nostalgic and it really does seem to look better, which is mm -hmm. weird, um, especially like if you do emulate it and you can run it on some of these newer handheld, you know, like the thing that you just recently got. Like, right. It, it, or it, any it looks, of them. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, of, there's, there's so many of these things now analog pocket you know all those different right. things but like there's just nothing compared to playing it on its original hardware mm -hmm. yes 100 100 uh <coughs> excuse me uh agree okay um i guess i can move on to my next game mm -hmm. which is quest 
of Dungeons. Are you familiar? I am not. I have no idea what this is. That's fine. Okay, so Quest of Dungeons is a roguelike RPG. It's uh, I have I first experienced it on Switch, but I think it was originally on it's on iOS, it's on Android, came out on Wii U, all those things. Normally, you can find it for very cheap. It is a um, it's like an indie developed game. It's a it's like I said, it's a roguelike, but it's sort of it's like a turn-based roguelike okay. if that if that makes sense it sounds uh, intriguing i'll pull up, i'll pull up gameplay footage because yes, I, re- I did a review of it uh for a while ago so instead of you know try, instead of using somebody else's gameplay footage i can actually at least use mine i figure beautiful that's, <laughs> i figure i i figure i figure you know that's uh that's fair but you get a handful of different uh characters and one of them actually you can unlock is the necro dancer from okay. crypt of the necro dancer so it's kind of like a little uh tie in there which is which is which is kind of cool but you get like a uh, a warrior a wizard a rogue um who uses bows and arrows you get a shaman and it plays really fast so it's in a way like you are moving like say on a grid but the game just the game plays very 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 fast and you have like four different difficulty levels. You go through these dungeons. There's roughly nine levels per each dungeon. Um, you're gonna die a lot, and you're yeah. gonna have to re- and you're gonna have to restart. But the game just is pick up and play so fast that even if you die, you're just like you're never like truly disheartened. You know, right. I never really really feel bad um, about dying. It's just got the it's got a, a cool art style that's 16 bit esque because a lot of games these indie games they they go for that 8-bit style and it just never actually looks 8-bit to me like shovel knight looks like it could have existed on the nes like you could if you like if you showed me shovel knight and you're like this is a nintendo game i'd be like i believe it yep you know like you had no you had no knowledge you'd be like it looked like it just looks like it this still looks you know like it's not entirely 16-bit but it it's a lot closer than some other games uh, try to go. Like you can definitely tell it's on it's on modern hardware. But mm-hmm. you just run through these dungeons. You'll fight a bunch of monsters. You can kind of like run into them, and it's just sort of simulating uh, a battle. And I have so 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 many hours on this game. It's sort of like you know some I've heard the term loading game, right? <laughs> is, is right where you just sort of pick something up and you just just to play just for a, a few minutes mm-hmm. and this is like that but it's sort of a version for this it's it's an art it's a, a turn-based rpg version yeah of that. you get spells you find items you get little quests which is basically go find something in this level of the dungeon or go kill some boss mm-hmm. uh and then you can actually you find stairs so you can go like all the way down to level nine while you're level one if you happen to get that because it's all um generated every right random random generate randomly generated dungeons i'm i'm intrigued so much just by watching this gameplay right now this looks so cool oh it's so sweet yeah it's you'll yeah i mean it's it's and again you can almost always find it for cheap i think it's on like i said i think it's even on mobile uh if you if you wanted to go 
that if you if you wanted to go that route but right yeah it's i mean it's incredibly incredibly straightforward um i've had most fun i think with the archer is who i who i play with the most but the warrior is the warriors i mean they're all they all do feel just unique enough but um you'll you just kind of jump in it's short game so there's really not a to a, a ton to uh say about it but it's it's definitely worth probably like the five dollars for asking <laughs> yeah i feel like these types of games are slowly becoming more and more of some of my like favorites uh mm-hmm. recently with uh, having a kid and you exactly. know working full-time and stuff like that so having something like this where i can just pick it up like you said it's a loading game you know i'm yeah. just waiting for something else to pop in real quick you know or like exactly like i just for like let's say like, i just bought a game on the eShop. i'm waiting for it to download oh gotta kill time i'm gonna just pop right up in here right that's so awesome. Or or you or you plop down on the couch after working all day and you got a baby, you're taking care of the kids, and it's like I only got a couple minutes to to play yep. something, you know, or like um my wife, um I just I just uh she I bought the reason I have an OLED switch is she's somebody who never really got even into is like a video gamer. Like that's not her thing. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just she, she's not a video gamer, but for whatever reason um she got super hardcore into luigi's mansion 3 amazing um Love she's that. beaten it like five i mean she's like the kind of person who was like his never he would never touch video games but for whatever yeah. reason she got really into luigi's mansion 3 and then i was kind of like okay well like yeah like switch is kind of like my thing so <laughs> you know and so then um I bought Splatoon 2 and she got she's like hardcore into Splatoon. So when Splatoon 3 was coming out I was like I'm buying myself a Switch. Yeah. And so but there for a long time I was she would play it for like the majority of the evening so by the time she got tired you know we were only up for like another hour or something and we have the tv mm-hmm. on and we're watching stuff and i'm on my computer doing stuff so it's like i wouldn't have a lot of time to sit and actually like dive into you know something like xenoblade so yeah. i'd be like okay well i would just pop into quest of dungeons and i can just you know play that play that for a little bit but absolutely worth probably the five dollar asking price especially if you're into those sort of like old school you know dungeon crawling like rpgs even if you're like a diablo fan like loot heavy mm-hmm. Yep. um stuff like that and it's got like a the soundtrack i'll say too is just it's um it's nothing special but it's just something that is is works very very well for that type of type of a game because a lot of games especially in older games you'd hear the same song over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again like th- to me this is almost more like lo-fi where it's just background music yeah it's yeah. just super chill so yeah highly highly recommend it awesome yeah. Okay. What what do you what do you got next? So my second game is Golden Sun: The Lost Age. Now, the first one in this series is also absolutely fantastic. But the reason why I chose The Lost Age, I'll get into in a little bit. So for those who don't know, Golden Sun: The Lost Age was originally released on June twenty eighth in two thousand two in Japan, and it eventually came to North America in two thousand and three. It was the sequel to the hit Camelot game Golden Sun. And basically, it's a turn-based RPG. Who does not love those? But what's interesting about this game in per se is the main protagonist that you play as, they were villains in the first game. So throughout the, the course of the first game, you learn all bunch of different types of stuff. You beat it. The second game starts up, and you're playing as two of the characters that you've met previously in the first game. And the story just unfolds from there. But there's a really, really cool and interesting feature with these golden sun games. And I don't know if you've heard about this. So 
when you beat the first game, you get a password, right? And this password, right. when you load up the second game, allows you to transfer all of your save data from the first game because at a certain point in the Golden Sun and Golden Sun the Lost Age, you run into those four characters from the first game and they join your party. So you end up having eight characters that you can switch from at any given moment in the game and build your team any way you want. And right now in the game, uh, uh, on the video that it's showing, uh, those things are the, those are called Jin or Ginny. I can't exactly remember the correct way to say it. I probably think it's just mm -hmm. Jin. But these are interesting because each one has a different elemental type based on earth, wind, fire, water, the main, you know, four of every single fantasy type of thing ever. And each one of your characters represents one of those types as well. So each character collects these different types of Jin, and you use these to activate different summons. And they are awesome. And there's... The, I just, I absolutely, there's something about, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier about just something with the way the GBA screen looks and the PSP screen mm -hmm. looks and playing these types of games graphically, it's not the best, right? But for the time being on a handheld, it just, it captivated me so much. And I was just drawn to these fantasy worlds. And this one in particular, I love everything about it. I love the way the summons look because when you do a summon, when you activate it, it cuts like this little like cut scene starts to happen and it doesn't look good. Okay. Cause it's pixelated. It's all these different things, but there's just something about it that is so just, you just feel like a, like a badass when you summon these monsters. Like you can see right here, you can kind of see the battling a little bit like that. Uh, it follows the same exact, you know, active time oh, battles well, like from Final a... Fantasy. Ah, oh, it's an ad. You don't have premium. There's an ad. Uh, I do not uh, have oh, no. There we go. There we go. Back to it. Yeah. But, you know, games are just so much fun. And reception-wise, I'm looking at it right here. It it did pretty mm -hmm. well. Like, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. GameSpot, 8.6 out of 10. You know, Metacritic was an 86%. So, it's got pretty high reviews. And yeah. it's a game that... I just recently went back and started playing again on my Wii U because Nintendo Switch, for some reason, doesn't have GBA games yet. Fingers crossed it eventually comes. But I was aching to play through a really good RPG lately or recently, and I loaded up my Wii U and I was like, oh, I have this on the you know the Wii shop, so I'm going to load it up and started playing through it again. And it's just it's so nostalgic for me. It hit me at a time in my life uh, when things exactly weren't the best in my childhood. So this was one of those games that I could go to and just kind of drown out everything that was going on around me and just put my headphones in, listen to the really cool soundtrack, hear all the different types of things. See, here he is right now trying to go after one of these gin. That's a, uh, I think it's a wind gin. And it's like a little puzzle because when you try to go after them, sometimes they run from you. And yeah. I, I forgot about this. You have to fight them too. So you have to fight them to get them and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I recommend anybody who's a big fan of RPGs to play one and this one, The Lost Age, but don't and play the third one on the DS. For the <laughs> DS. Okay, I see. I was about to say, because, well, real quick, just some comments on on this, on these two, because I'm very unfamiliar with the DS one. First of all, the Golden Sun series as a whole is all I've ever heard of anyone who's ever played it is like, it's just sheer heartbreak. And I'll get, when I get to my final game, it's another sort of sheer heartbreak yeah. for the fans of the series is that it's, it's just sheer heartbreak that they've never made another one of these games. It's just what yes. Nintendo does, right? It's like, where's mm -hmm. F zero? Where's punch out? Where's uh Metroid four, right? Metroid prime four. Where I re yep. I mean, we did just get a Metroid game at least, but the best you know, one. it's just one. It's just one of it's just one of those things where this is such a beloved series. Another thing I will say about Golden Sun is I've always appreciated two things. One, 
I love the battle, the, the just the, the battle, the way the battles look where yes. it's this, it feels 3D. It's this sort of mm. behind the character view, yeah. right? It's not like, it's not like the standard Final Fantasy where it's like side by side. Um, like this is a game. If you ever want to talk about a game that is pushing the Game Boy Advance to the <laughs> absolute max, yeah. Uh, this 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 would be it. And then one other thing I'll say about this is that a lot of Game Boy Advance games, the color palettes are extremely washed out mm-hmm. because they were designing it for like the original Game Boy Advance, where you know the lighting wasn't the best. So a lot of times they turned the brightness up because they weren't initially backlit Mm -hmm. so it is it is it's certainly a it's not as big of a flaw on game boy color and game boy and regular game boy because they didn't really you know game boy color the color is like not that great Mm -hmm. um whereas here it's kind of like the perfect in between but it's it's before we get to the ds where everything just sort of looks like you know decent to really good but you still didn't have the backlight but the color palettes in these games look absolutely phenomenal for the mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance which is saying something. And oh, if yeah. you don't believe me, go look at Super Mario World for <laughs> the the Game Boy Advance port which is a really excellent port but look at it compared to the Super Nintendo port and it's a night and day different. Yeah. In terms of just it's... color palette when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's it's amazing. I, I I can't recommend these games enough. But again, only one and two. Uh, I was not the biggest fan of Golden Sun. What's Dark the Dawn. what's the deal with the, what's the deal with the the DS version? I thought I thought people liked it. Or I guess I could be wrong. I'm unfamiliar. So, so. it's got a seven. <clears throat> it's got a seventy nine percent right now on Metacritic. But to be honest with you, I can't really give you a real definite reason as to why I didn't like it as much. Um, so I only. I only played it once, right? I've beaten one and two multiple times, but I've only played the third one one time. And I just remember like kind of feeling like that was it. You know, I waited so long for this game to come out. And I just felt like it it, it wasn't nearly as good as the original two. It takes place like 30 years after and you play as like descendants of the first two games and stuff like that. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. And it's got, you know, it's more into like 3D and stuff like that. I don't know. It just didn't capture the magic. For me for some reason but who knows maybe if i went back now and tried to play it again i might change the way i thought about it you know and stuff like that but i just remember me my brother and a couple of my other friends that had it were just kind of like mm, i don't know it just wasn't the same it wasn't as good and like right here ign gave this one like a seven and a half out of ten whereas two nine out of ten so i apparently wasn't the only one that was like 
it's missing something. I just I just don't know what it is. Okay. But I recommend yeah. it. I recommend going like we need more Golden Sun. You know, we okay. need it. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what I because everyone seriously, anyone I've ever talked to that has played it, all like all they ever say is just like how absolutely fantastic it is. And it's just a very, very, very beloved lost uh nintendo franchise yeah i i we probably follow quite a few mutuals on twitter but every single time there's a nintendo direct i don't know if you see this but there's always people going like yes exactly are we gonna get gba games and if we do where's golden sun one and two are we getting a new golden sun game you know like stuff like that who's had it worse this would be a good poll okay who's had it worse earthbound fans or golden (laughs) sun or golden sun fans i i'm gonna say earthbound yeah I'm gonna just say it because we don't. I don't we know. Still... It's we. It's 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 on Switch. So, okay. But <laughs> listen, can you can you go and buy like so? Wasn't it Mother right? right? Mother Three right. was never yeah, localized. Yeah. No, and it's all yeah. I ever talked about. And Nintendo exactly. even made fun of them. I know. They, I love it. Reggie. They, and that <laughs> Reggie was it? Was it? Was it wasn't Robot Chicken? Was it? It was. Um. Oh, it was. It was a robot. They did a Robot Chicken skit where he's he like. <laughs> laser eyed somebody they did like a muppets one too and like yeah. in that, that little that little window yeah um okay cool all right okay so my final game is actually one of the first games i ever talked about on this podcast all the way back in 2011 for anybody oh, who man. ever was listening back then and then of course i re-uploaded all the, those episodes uh when i sort of relaunched the whole podcast in like 2017 okay so my absolute favorite rpg of all time and i to me it is the best rpg on the playstation one and i don't know dollars for donuts i'd put it above chrono trigger but you know that's just me other people can believe whatever you know whatever they want i'm fine if people say chrono trigger or final fantasy 6 or final fantasy 7 is the best rpg (laughs) ever you can say skyrim you can say whatever you want but for me the best jrpg ever hands down and my personal f- single favorite game of all time is The Legend of Dragoon for PlayStation 1. It is just an experience unlike no other. Um, and I'll get I'll get some gameplay uh, going up here on the screen. If you are a fan of turn-based JRPGs, you just have to give Legend of Dragoon a chance. One of the most intriguing, interesting battle systems i've ever ever played the i the only thing that even comes close to it is some of the tales games i would say in which you have sort of a true you know like it's not just click attack and then you go attack right Mm -hmm. um so in the tales games you you're like doing combos and things like that eternal sonata is Mm -hmm. uh kind of like that as well where it's you know you have a little bit of time you have to just go do you just sort of go fight in this, you have what are known as additions, uh, and it'll come up on the screen here in a second as the as the battle begins, where you go to attack and you have sort of a selected move that you'll do, and they power up and progress throughout the game, but it, each character has their own set, and they're all very unique and all very different, but you can not only level up your character, but you can also level up these attacks. Like the more you do them, the more powerful they be, the more, the more powerful they become. And it's just makes the game so fun because there's always like a new little sense of progression. You still level up items and all those other things, 
And that's sort of your basic attack system is these things called additions. Uh, and you'll see it here on the on the screen in a second. Now, once you, you unfortunately, once you once you select one, like you're you select it through the menu, you're locked in in that battle. But some of them, as you're progressing up throughout the game, as you're progressing throughout the game, will earn you more sort of like special attack, or some will do more damage. Um, so your SP is this thing that fills your dragoon meter, which is sort of basically how magic works in the game. So you have um, the whole deal is called the, the Legend of Dragoons. It's kind of like Ronin Warriors, if okay. you're at all familiar with that. And it's also kind of like Pokemon a little bit, too. Um, so you have these handful of characters, and they're all essentially tied to an element. So you have fire, earth, air, or fire, earth, wind, water, light, dark, and electric. Um so it's in in some ways it's kind of like Pokemon. If so, your main character Dart, who on the screen here is the guy in, the guy in red, is mm -hmm. fire element. So if you if somebody uses a fire attack on him, it does less damage. However, right. he can actually hurt water and vice versa. So it's basically like it's just they're just opposing elements. So okay. like earth and wind just do a ton of damage to each other. Light and dark do a ton of damage to each other. So you only get three characters and there's more than that. There's more than enough elements and you pretty much always have to have fire on your team. Yeah. So it does, it does kind of cause you to like be selective in who you have on your team. Then uh, as you'll see here, this guy uh, you're fighting, he's turning into a dragoon and everybody has like a dragon element that they're ultimately tied to. And that's sort of like your, it's kind of like going super saiyan, I guess, or mega evolution and right. in, in Pokemon. Where once you do that, you go into this form where you can do more attack with, you can do more damage with your attacks, and you can also do magic. Other than that, there is no actual magic in the game. Okay. So you get items, and you use like healing items. You get these like, you know, it's like basically like think like bombs, and you know, like some of the Final Fantasy games, you get items that you can throw at people. Right. Um. The cool thing about that in Legend of Dragoon is you get like a fire spell that you can essentially throw at somebody. And of course, if your character who's fire based is the one using it, it will do more damage because he's the fire character. When you do it, however, a a meter comes up, and it's like you just have to press X as fast as you can, and the faster you press it. It'll give you it gives you a little percentage meter, the more damage you'll do. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, you could buy like a turbo controller and totally break the game. <laughs> and and you know, like you just hold down the turbo controller or it's like playing Mario Party where you just got to mash. You just got to mash. X. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's four discs long and it is an epic story. I mean, you are just like in love with these characters. You go all over the world. Think of it. Think of any other, you know, multi-disc RPG in in the sort of PS One era. Final Fantasy VII is probably the closest, I think, thing to sort of consider it by. It it's sort of on the box. It says it's like the Final Fantasy VII killer. You know, there are a lot of yes. games we're we're going for that, but it certainly didn't didn't live up to that. But this came out to, in like two thousand, so it was definitely towards the end of the PlayStation One life cycle, and it's made by. Uh, Sony. It is a Sony property. Oh, and wow. the executive producer was uh, Shuhei Yoshida. No way. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's like it's definitely got some cool ties, uh, some very cool ties that go into it. And Dart, 
was supposed to be he was going to be a dlc character for playstation all-stars the battle oh, their really? smash brothers yeah, yeah there's a like concept art of him and everything and it for whatever reason he was going to be like the next wave but the game just didn't do as well as sony had hoped so he didn't he didn't make it and who knows that could have revitalized it just how nintendo sort of brought fire emblem to the west with martha mm-hmm. roy and smash yep. brothers and it's so unfortunate and every you know year there's always rumors of "Ooh, legend of dragoon remake <laughs> here we yeah. go uh, but anyone who's ever played it knows that what we really want isn't a sequel because the ending of the game is so like definite that you just don't need it. But there's a lot of lore and history in it. And really what this game needs is a prequel. Uh, that's I think would be the would definitely be the right way to go. But yeah, you can see here on the on the system on the on the screen, if those of you guys watching those additions are just so, so much fun mm-hmm. uh, once you really get going and then they can counter them and that like catches you off guard and then you can get screwed but great lovable characters an uh, uh, excellent excellent story um you're looking at around you could probably beat it with like with like 40 hours yeah. um there's not like a ton of secrets to find in the game but it's you it's just a very very good straight through experience yeah i've i've heard of this game before and I know a lot of people really love it. In fact, um, <laughs> while you were talking to me about it, I remember well, a good friend of mine loves it. And I hit him up. I texted him really fast. I was like, hey, um, you love Legend of Dragoon, right? And he's like, oh, absolutely. And I want to ask you this because this is what he said. He said it has the best, hold on, what did he say? Best menu theme ever. Do you agree Oh, that? God. So okay. Good. Okay. The cool, music cool. in the music in this game is phenomenal. Yeah. I will say it. And the cutscenes, the cutscenes are are Final Fantasy Nine equivalent. Oh. I mean, like Final Fantasy Nine equivalents. Yeah. Now the voice acting in this game. Is oh no. <laughs> kind of notorious. There's not a lot of it. Like there is some in the cutscenes, which hey, like Final Fantasy Nine doesn't even have mm-hmm. voice acting, right? For the cutscenes, but then they sort of like shout out their additions. Yeah. Uh, and they're like pretty exaggerated, you know, like when Dart uses his move, he's like volcano, you know, it's kind of like Street <laughs> Fighter, you know, whatever. Um, but then like sometimes as you do more, as you progress through, like it sounds like it's a different voice actor. You're like, is this even the same guy? Cause I just say them like differently. Yeah. Um, but it's just so cool. And like the game is just, you can tell a ton of work went into this game like this was a it's a very big budget ambitious game and i've replayed it i don't even know how many times it's my it's just my absolute go-to um go-to game go-to rpg i've replayed it so many times over the years yeah i'm i'm kind of wishing that i still had a playstation one because now i want to play my copy of final fantasy (laughs) four that i forgot that i have and now i gotta get this game too i i'm surprised you can play it you can get it on I I know I have a digital copy of it on PlayStation 3. Okay. And then I honestly I haven't played well I didn't I never I have you can't even find PlayStation 5s but um place towards the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle I just kind of fell out of uh playing games on that because I just sort of switched to PC and Switch. Okay. So I've really been sort of out of the loop on um, a lot of things that are going on PlayStation Plus, but I believe they're like PlayStation Plus has been upgraded and they're bringing PS1 games. So I would not be surprised if this is not available there 
Or if you still have a PlayStation 3, I think you can still go into the store and buy stuff and you can go buy some of those PlayStation 1 classics and it should be there. Okay, okay. Man, yeah, this game looks awesome. I didn't realize... So I always thought it was just like a regular turn-based RPG. I never realized that it did have this interesting battle system. And I can see what you're saying, how it is pretty similar to like the Tales of games. Yeah, and then you'll see right there... One of the other things that's very cool about this game is that when you block, you heal. Okay. So, like, you don't, you don't, I, you can go through the game without even using healing items. Entirely. Oh, wow. So, you, if and you then some block, of the, okay. some, yeah, some of the magic, some of the magic will, um, some of the, some of the magic in the dragoons will heal as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, you can play almost the entire game just, just doing, just blocking because then you heal. I think you heal 10% of your life back oh, when you, okay. when you, when you heal, yeah, when you, when you guard, it does, it can make the game get a little long, but, um, once you get like the, once, once you get going with your additions and get them sort of powered up, it's 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 just an absolute ton of fun. And the lore in this game is just like begging to have sequel after sequel after sequel. Man. Where's that? We need we need a remake. We need a remake for the Switch. Let's go. <sighs> well, it's a it's a it's a Sony owned property, so it'll never it will never um You know what? MLB the show 22 is on the Switch. Right? There there you go. Yeah, Sony, I guess that's true too, true cuz Sony um because because it's impossible to buy PlayStation Five, Sony's been porting things to PC, and they've been mm-hmm. they've been op- they've been opening the doors. Oh, I would if this game came out on Switch. Really, what this game needs is just let Square port it. Yeah, Square's so good at, at at porting things. Just let Square go do whatever they want and and port it and HD it, or even Konami is doing uh, Suikoden remaster. Yeah, one and two. Like, those look those look pretty cool. The, I have I haven't really ever played either of those, but I need but I need to. I'm right there with you. I'm in the exact same boat. I never played those, but they're right up there on my list of games I need to play. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's so. Hey, that is that is my that is my final game. So here we go. What's what do we what do we got? I went back and forth so long on trying to decide what I should talk about now. I almost you care if I talk about a couple of my honorable mentions before I list that's my fine. last one? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's fine. That's totally fine. So a couple of uh, honorable mentions that I had, I kind of reworked was Final Fantasy IX, which is honestly one oh. of my favorite games of all yeah. time. I absolutely love it. We've talked about that game before on right. one of my old podcasts with the Babylon crew. You know, you and I kind of gushed about Final Fantasy IX together. I love it, especially the Switch version. It's I love it so much. Right. The other game that I almost put on here was Fire Emblem. From 2003. Yeah. The, uh, in Japan, it's called Aid, which I think you and I also talked a lot about on Babylon. And that was kind of a big reason why I didn't want to discuss it again, even though, you know, your audience may not have heard, you know, that discussion. Right, right. I still just wanted to have a new discussion with you myself personally. So what I decided to add as my third game was Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Let's now, for me, these games are the best Pokemon games to date, 100%. I honestly feel like they have not been beat. They came out in 2009 in Japan, and then eventually in 2010 in March, we got them. They are direct remakes of uh, Gold and Silver from 99, and they are perfect, literally perfect games. So for those who don't know, if you haven't played these and have lived under a rock for the last 
forever. They basically re-upped the graphics, made them, um, you know, into 3D for uh, the DS. Not 3D, but, you know, a little more updated and stuff like that. And they took everything from Gold and Silver and Crystal and added them into these giant games. And something that a lot of people to this day still absolutely love about Gold and Silver was the fact that you go back to Kanto. So you get the eight badges from Johto, you fight the Elite Four, you go through Kanto, you get eight badges again, so there's so much more gameplay. Then you fight the Elite Four again, and then after that, you can fight the end-all, be-all, final battle of the game, Red. And it's this epic battle against him and stuff like that. But what's so special about this game is they added so many cool new features from all three, Gold, Silver, and Crystal. There's a whole entire uh, you know, Suicune storyline that you got to go through and stuff like that. And the difficulty of this game has been ramped up from the original you know, uh, Game Boy Color gold and silver games. Like, this game is very punishing at times, especially after you've beaten the Elite Four a couple times, you can go back through, and they're higher leveled. You know, there's a part after you fight uh, Red, I believe, you can go back, and they're, like, in their 70s and stuff like that. And it's just very, very difficult, especially Lance. His Dragonites, they are unforgiving. But one thing that I really loved about this game, and I think... A lot of people, other, a lot of other people did too. Was the fact that it introduced a lot of us to EV training and IV training. So it mm-hmm. had the whole entire you can breed your Pokemon to get perfect stats, IVs, everything like that. It really kicked off the the online Wi-Fi battling scene, and that's where I got hooked on it. So I have always loved Pokemon, but this game was the game that really got me into online Wi-Fi battling, which is something I still do to this day, whether it's on Pokemon Showdown or Every once in a while, I'll hop in on Sword and Shield and kind of still mess around and stuff like that. But this game, I feel, really paved the way for the online competitive scene, introducing us to all sorts of different types of mechanics and stuff like that. And it's funny because when I first played this game, these games, I had no idea what those were. No idea. So then, like a year later, after they've been released, a buddy of mine was talking about it, and he mentioned EV training. I thought he was talking about the Pokemon. Right, EV. Yeah, so I was like, why are you training a bunch of Eevees? And he's like, oh, Andrew, you are so young. You have so much to learn. So then my a good friend of mine, he and I both literally bought notebooks, and we were writing it down because, like, you have to, like, for those who don't know, uh, Eevees are uh, effort value stats that go for each individual, uh, you know, attribute, attack, defense, speed, et cetera, et cetera. So, for example, to raise one of those, you have to – battle and defeat a certain amount of that Pokemon. So like Geodude put up defense EVs. I think you had to defeat six Geodudes to get one defense EV. So I'm sitting there. I wrote down Geodude in my notebook and little lines. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's one EV. And effort values are rewarded in different ways. And you can have a certain amount. I can't remember the exact number for per Pokemon. But yeah, you can spread them across all the stats. Or you can do it for just like three of them. It's a whole different way to play Pokemon games that I don't think a lot of people utilize. I mean, I think people more closer to our age, you know, like the people that have been playing Pokemon for a long time and want something a little more interesting and challenging. EV training, IV training, a wife battling is there for us, you know. But those who are just picking up Pokemon for like the first times, like with Scarlet and Violet, you know, like the younger generation of players, they're probably not going to know what that is, you know. So it's something for them to learn. And it's just, it's really fun and interesting. But these games really still to this day hold up. The only issue that I have with Heart Gold and Soul Silver is how slow it is. I yeah. mentioned that with Final Fantasy IX being a slow game. That's how these games too. I feel like the walking animation is slow. I feel like the battle text is slow. Just even if you attack a Pokemon, like if 
for example, you're fighting against a Pokemon like Blissey, who's an HP in defense is just through the roof and you're attacking it. It takes forever for that HP bar to go down. So honestly, I'm in the boat of seeing remakes for these games, even though these are already remakes, but I think it would be incredible. And I think this is still like, this is easily, and this can be said for all three of the games that are on my list tonight that we talked about, but this game is easily my top, like five favorite games of all time. Yeah, I love Hard Gold and Soul Silver. You know, very interesting. You picked three handheld RPGs. So, for those who don't know, <laughs> I am a handheld gamer through and through. That's why the Switch is my absolute favorite console of all time. Ever. I uh, play exclusively in handheld. The only time it's ever docked is a charging or b playing Mario Party, kart, golf, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. with my wife or friends. But other than that, that sucker's with me everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. So well, just yeah, just it's, it's interesting. I kind of I thought about that for a second. I was like, oh yeah, it's just you picked all. Um, so I have a very interesting story about. Um, I didn't play Heart Gold. I played I played Soul Soul. Okay. So played Yellow and Blue mm-hmm. went on Game Boy Color. I actually have my original Game Boy Color behind me. Uh, oh, dude, it's, it's purple. Hold on, let me. Please. I, I wish, man. My big, I, I my wish, big, wish. my big crate of random, uh, random stuff here. Yeah, I had an apartment um, fire in 2016. Here's my, here's my original friends. game. I got my original Game Boy Advance. The screen is broken. I needed to get a, a um, a new one. But I actually have some other one, random one I bought that has a good screen. So, uh, here it is. Boom, right here. My game, original Game Boy Color. Of course, the back, the back is missing. But this is the one I had back in the day. I still have my original copy of Pokemon Blue. Oh screen my out. gosh. Things, things little. Uh, things a little rip, but whatever. So, um, didn't play Pokemon Silver or Gold when it first came out because I just had that, and then I moved on to you know, uh, then like the Dreamcast came out, and I was you know I was playing that, and co- I'm much more of a console gamer. Yeah. So I remember, um, probably around 2001, 2002, a buddy gave me like some Game Boy games, and one of them was uh, Pokemon Silver. And I was like, oh, sweet. I've always wanted, you know, always wanted to play it, whatever. Save battery. Dead. <laughs> Could, couldn't play it. Because, you know, now, you know, we know, you know how to fix them. And you can ROM, you know, put it in like a Hyperkin, whatever, yep. Retron 5 or, you know, any of that stuff. So you can fix it. So then I ended up at like at a garage sale and I, I Pokemon Silver. So I have two copies of Pokemon Silver. Both don't work. Save batteries. Dead in both no like how, so crazy so bad so years later i bought when i bought my 3ds i bought the original just the black 3ds at a store and i remember the xl had like sort of just come out but i bought a 3ds used and i bought two games and i was like i had that point had not really played handheld gaming for a, for a very long time um because i just always play consoles so i bought Animal Crossing New Leaf, which is like the game yep. I wanted for, for 3DS. And I was at a game store, retro game store, where I bought my my used 3DS or my used 3DS for like 128 bucks. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a deal. Because they were still like 200 Oh, yeah. And I don't know how I freaking scored this, because I'm sure it's way more today. But I bought a cart-only 
soul silver for like 20 bucks oh yeah that's uh, yeah wow. which like today like a cart only soul silver is like 60 you know yeah like, obviously yeah i mean it's just like ridiculous like and they're just hard to find because yes you know th- that was like that was probably like 2013 so like you know way before now we're like in ultra collecting mode where you know it's just hard to find that stuff but so i i sat down and i played pokemon soul silver and i have a bunch of friends who's always played you know pokemon the kept up with the pokemon games and they all feel like all say the same thing where like gen 2 is just the best because you get both you get both regions right it's like it's it's so sweet so my real first experience even playing pokemon silver or gold was playing soul silver and god it was just so such a great great experience and there's just small stuff too um and it just like the the animations everything just feels oh, yeah. so clean so crisp it's one of the things i just love the ds era pokemon games like they're they're yes. just done so so well and i've played every pokemon game since Good. um playing soul silver actually got me so back into pokemon that i bought uh x my brother bought y we played those hardcore um I got Aura uh, Omega Ruby. Didn't really get into that. Yeah. I skipped Sun. I um, Sun and Moon. I I thought I'd be more into it. Couldn't get into it. But then, of course, Sword and Shield really, really got me back into it. But I played X like hardcore. Oh yeah, because of um, be because of uh, Soul Silver replaying replaying Soul Silver, and it was just yeah. such a fun experience and getting to go battle red and everything mm-hmm. is just yeah such a huge thing i should actually boot it up and see like what my pokemon <laughs> are just because i haven't i haven't i haven't touched yeah. it since but yeah. and another little kind of like cool feature was the fact that it brought back the mechanic from yellow where pokemon followed behind you in mm-hmm. fact they have of all 493 pokemon that are available in in that game have animations to follow behind you it's wonderful it's awesome something we didn't really see again i think until sword and shield right with the um the isle uh, the the tundra the crown tundra you could randomly do it in there in that dlc and now it's going to be back i guess in scarlet and violet we'll see but interesting enough my friend we met in high school uh probably right after hard gold souls over came out he was the exact same way as you he had only played but like he'd only played like a couple of games prior like on the gb like the game boy and stuff like that didn't play the best yeah yeah i did um let me think i did emulate pokemon uh i did emulate pokemon fire red which okay. was a ton of fun very good which is sort of that's this like there's fire yeah. red and then you go to and then and then you go to this yeah do you think we'll get if we ever get another one because i thought we'd have one by now i always thought you would just do let's go gold and silver yeah i'm honestly i think we might still get it i think the reason we haven't was because they really wanted to try arceus you know the legends game which uh, ended up being awesome i don't know did you play it yeah i couldn't get into it what really so i yeah I, i think it's i think it's because it released it just for me it released too close to brilliant diamond shining pearl yeah and i and i actually thought i wasn't gonna like brilliant diamond shining pearl but it's like i i have a lot of friends that are like diamond uh pearl platinum it's like it typically is like people say it is 
that seems to be the pecking order is it's like you're either a it's gold and silver that are the best or it's diamond pearl platinum that are the best i feel like those it's like that's the big split and then i think you know there's obviously the original people and then there's some people that are like black and white it's almost never anyone's like ruby sapphire is is that's that's me you're all you're that's where i was going emerald yeah pokemon emerald is amazing so good but it the reason it's not as good as hard gold and silver is because gold and silver does have so much more in the game like you can beat emerald in like 18 hours and then you're done obviously you can go get the pokedex battle front you know introduce the battle tower and stuff like that but there was no online capability at the time so that's where hard gold and silver you know really came in and that's why i was like over the moon excited for oris you know um when those remakes were coming out just to be completely let down those games suck they were not yeah. good in my personal opinion. Yeah. I, they they tarnished what I yeah, my, I, know, just my love bored. For... I just got real bored yes. real fast. I don't know what it and was. Just like I personally don't like Mega Evolutions. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it. You said you know you like X and Y a lot. I also thought yeah. X and Y were great games. Gen 6 is awesome, but Mega Evolutions was one of those gimmicks that I just could not get into. And so yeah. seeing my favorite region of Hoenn change into this mega evolution they change the story and everything and i'm like it's it's no i don't like that whatever (laughs) yeah what did you think of brilliant diamond shining pearl i loved them i uh i thought i thought i would hate it because i thought the art style was stupid i just thought that i thought the chibi art style was like the and i went on twitter and i was very vocal about it and in my review on youtube i was very vocal about it and everyone agreed i felt like everyone agreed with me that i I thought the art just I thought just going in that direction was the single dumbest thing you possibly could do. Yeah, because it was just like, why would you do that? It's even like X and Y on the 3DS look better. I just oh, yeah. but then I played it and I was like, I don't know. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It was just it's a, still an enormous missed opportunity. But I ended up liking that more than i i think i thought i would which i feel like it was a disservice because I, I i the people who i feel i hear talk about diamond platinum pearl it's like so beloved for them because it's just that ds generation and just so good i don't know yeah. and then i mean i mean black and white are I, Dude, they're so I hear good. i hear i that's the thing i was like is there a bad mainline pokemon game is ruby yes. is auras is auras yes. No, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon are also bad. Gen 7 really? sucks. Everything from Gen 7, the 3DS era of Pokemon. I own Sun X and Moon. And I've, never, I've never touched them. If you're going to play them, I know you own Sun and Moon, but Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are better because it has more content and right. like bigger I'll and better probably. things. Yeah, those I've had a I've had a really hard time going back to the 3DS, which sucks because I really yeah. love the 3 I really, really the 3DS is i i don't know the three 3ds is up there for me is one of my favorite systems oh yeah ever. because i i the sheer amount of time i put into animal crossing new leaf theater yep. rhythm final fantasy pokemon fire emblem awakening yeah i bought um what not fire emblem awakening what was the other one birthright Con- birthright conquest yeah those those ones i bought one of those and tried to play it after playing three houses as like my first final fire it's like two it's just Three House is like so different that it's for that being my first. It's like, well, I, I don't know that I can ever play anything that's not because it's like, yeah, it's just, it just didn't didn't work. But yeah, I mean, the, I love the 3DS. I have the I have the original one in black, and then I have the Mario Luigi Superstar Saga oh. um, 
special special edition one which is the one that i i play i love it and i have virtual console games on it but i just once i bought the switch i just i just can't go back i just yeah, it's just like, i know i don't know what it is it's just it's just hard it's just like it's just because it, it like the switch is just so good that it, the 3ds just feels like clunky in my hand yeah it you're completely correct <laughs> unfortunately and i and i loved it and it was like it was so good and but there's also not that many games now that I really want to go back and play. Like I have Majora's Mask. I have um, the only one, the only, the only game that's on there that I've actually gone back recently to play is A Link Between Worlds. Okay, that's and it's good. just because it's really the only way to play it. Right. So real quick, um, I there was one RPG that I mentioned yes. to a lot of people that never heard of, and I actually now in hindsight, I probably should have put it on this list. It would have been really interesting. It was a Nintendo DS game. I want to see if you've played it. Okay. It's called Lost Magic. Oh, no. I thought you were going to okay. say Glory. I thought you were going to say Glory of Heracles because that's no. another one that have you ever heard? Have you, I, have I haven't it. heard, have of that heard of it. It's, <laughs> um, it's a Nintendo developed RPG. That sounds awesome. That, I mean, <laughs> it's an, it's a Nintendo developed RPG. I'll, uh, let me pull it up because I feel, but I will look up this other one too. Lost Magic. Never. Even. Yeah. Lost Magic. It's, it's, you play like exclusively with a stylus and to attack, you draw magic runes on the bottom screen and it's so good. It's so sick. My brother, oh, I've I seen, like, I've, I've, I've seen it. I love that game so much. And so many people are like, either they've never heard of it or they're like, that game's garbage. And my brother and I, John Beller, he and I will defend that game forever. <laughs> it's so good. You know, the crazy thing about the DS is that, you know, I think sometimes, people look and they think like what's the best rpg system is it the super nintendo is it the playstation one is it the playstation 2 it very well could be the nintendo ds yeah like seriously. the ds it's like hard to sort of think about because it's like for i one i just think in general handheld like when people think of video games it's always like the consoles first and then the, and then the handheld second right but the ds was like just as successful as the wii People, yeah. people like kind of forget that, but the DS has so many just phenomenal RPGs on it. It's like impossible to even know. Mm-hmm. There's like Nights and Nightmares, like one I've always wanted to play, like yeah. looks sweet. And but yeah, I'll pull up, I'll pull up this Glory of like Heracles game because it's. I feel like it's kind of like if you like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you like Golden Sun, you will like mm-hmm. this game. Okay, yeah, because I think it's kind of like. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like the it's, it's it's I have an ad. I have to sit through. I'll, it'll come up here in a second. But yeah, it's a Nintendo. It's a I know I need to get YouTube. <laughs> Jeez. But um, I refuse. I already have so many other streaming services. I, like, I, I know. I, yeah, I, I just can't. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll pull up the thing. And this is it's like, of course, nobody ever talks about it. So this is like, you know, some like, I don't know, G4 review from like years ago. I'm already loving this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you can still buy it on Amazon for like 12 bucks, you know, like yeah. new, like new. Whoa. New, new. This is a game trailer. This is like an old game trailers must, must be review from like back in 2008. But it's like Hercules or like, you know, Heracles, whatever. But yeah, I've always, I've always heard people say, if you like Golden Sun, you would like, you'll like this game. Let me, you know, hold on. well, that's, well, that's up there. Let me, let me grab yeah, the yeah, box. Yeah. I have the box over here. Yeah, man, this game looks awesome. I don't know how I've ever heard about this. It's got those really nice black outlines on the characters. I've always been a big fan of that. That's nice. Ooh, here's some more battles. 
interesting. It, no, looks, no, I just, it looks just like it's, Golden Sun. It's totally Golden Sun. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's it's Nintendo developed, Nintendo published. I've seen this. Okay, they I've own, seen that they own it. It's it's their it's their intellectual property. Oh, a land of myths, a time of heroes. Yeah, yeah, it's totally, it's to, it's totally, uh, it's like Golden Sun, man. If you like Golden Sun, you'll probably like this. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, Nintendo develops stuff, but sometimes you don't have that Mario, you know, or Zelda logo on it. It's like it just gets lost. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Glory of Heracles, man. That's the that's the game. I bet I'm, I'll look it up on Amazon right now. I bet you, I seriously bet you can get it for like. I don't know, ten bucks. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be way more than that. It's going to be like two hundred bucks. I'll sell yeah. mine if that's because <laughs> I I booted it up like once. You know, it's like let's see, Glory of Heracles. It doesn't even come up on Amazon. Great. You have to find it on Great. eBay. Yeah, you have to go to eBay where it's a stupid amount. Let's 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 go check. Let's go check eBay. Uh, all the other games we talked about, uh, good luck, by the way. Well, yeah. I, Child of Light and Quest of Dungeons are eShop e- yeah. games, but uh, Final Fantasy IV, I don't know if you can get the, I don't know if you can get the PSP version, of course, but yeah. they're obviously our, 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 um, so now the PSP version of that has like cutscenes, right? They added yeah. in cutscenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that the pixel version probably includes those, but yeah. Golden Sun and Pokemon Heart Gold. <laughs> I, I saw I saw just the cart like we were talking about earlier at a local game resale stop, uh, shop around me. It was seventy bucks. Glory of Heracles DS. Oh yeah, complete in box versions on eBay for fourteen bucks. Oh, looks like I'm going to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cart only eleven bucks. So you're still in luck. But yes, okay. And of course, there is always emulation, which is yeah. what I always encourage. But there, you know, there is again always something. So sick, awesome. Okay, well, Andy, thanks for coming on, man. This has been a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. I I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just talking RPGs, always, always so much fun. So, where can people find you on the internet? So you can go to YouTube at Andy B Plays. I talk a lot about JRPGs, uh, turn based, uh, a lot of pokemon stuff too everything nintendo switch i honestly exclusively only talk about nintendo switch because it's what i know it's what i play the most on and then also too on twitter at andy b plays you know just hanging out having a great time you know just having a good time over there talking showing off you know some games that i buy every once in a while because i'm trying to build up a small collection of stuff like that which i might start showcasing a little bit more on my youtube channel too but who knows let's see we'll see we'll see we'll see but yeah, thank awesome. you so much for having me on here, man. Like yeah. I said, this is oh. so much fun. Oh, so much fun. Absolutely. Love talking RPGs. Always, always, always. Especially even as ones I've talked about before. Whatever. Doesn't matter because, you know, RPGs are, they're different than every other type of game, right? You, you invest so much time into them. Oh, it's, yeah. You have, like, your own personal stories with them. Yep. It's an absolute ton of fun. So, again, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, for coming on so with that guys as always thank you for watching thank you for listening you find me anywhere on the internet at super gains bros as always and hope you guys have a great rest of